Hey everybody, this is Steve Thomas. Thank you for joining us on Budge again. It's the end of 2020, and I think we can all collectively say, what in the world just happened? This is my reflection on 2020, but also, how do we now lead going into 2021? I hope you enjoy it. Remember, small movements matter. We are going to chat today um, about my reflection on 2020, what I have learned in 2020 from a leadership standpoint, and really even from a personal standpoint for that matter. Um, and today is going to possibly, as I've already been called one time, a motivational speaker. <laughs> today is going to seem maybe a little motiv- motivationalistic. Uh, write that word down, motivationalistic. No, don't try that. It's There's 17 letters in the I don't even know if it's a word, but I made it up. So today is going to run the risk of seeming like it is very motivational-ish. And I don't want it to be that way. What I want it to be more than anything is I basically just want to cheer you on going into the new year. Uh, Again, I, I want to show you what I've learned. I want to share with you what I've learned. I want to share with you some things that I have told teams and clients and people that I've been working with since this whole thing broke uh, all the way, just about all the way through 2020. Um, and and and, I, and I'm just gonna give you some thoughts on where I believe we need to go in order to steward our leadership and to steward our influence going into 2021. Now, some of you on this call, you, you do oversee people in official capacity. Uh, and so for you, some of this stuff may push you out of your comfort zone a little bit. And, 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 and some of this might even, challenge some of your own personal leadership beliefs. Uh, Honestly, I hope not, but it could. And if it does, that's fine. So your leadership beliefs probably need to be challenged anyway. And all of us at some point or another need to be shoved out of our comfort zone. So I would like for you to uh, be very open-minded as we walk through this. So 2020, what does it look like? What does it look like for you? And and we got people from all over the country on this call. So um, it, 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 but what I have learned, and I learned as early on, is it really doesn't matter where you're from or where you're listening from or what it is that you're, 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 you're going through. Everybody in the world has basically experienced some of the same stuff uh, that, that you have right there in your own hometown. Coronavirus obviously has controlled us a bit. Um, I, I think all of us are starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel right now. Uh, the vaccine is being delivered to parts of our state today and starting that process. And uh, obviously we have a new president that says he's got the answer and he's got the plan. And so off we go, Canada people, sorry about that. I don't know if you've got plans or new people or what you've got, but hey, we'll see what, <laughs> we'll see what happens. So the coronavirus has controlled us. Racial issues in our country have uh, have always been around, but for this year, for some reason, they've just been much, much more explosive. And we've had to deal with that and navigate that and walk through that. that uh, obviously, 2020 being an election year, we've had to navigate the election, um, whatever you want to, word you want to use next, the election drama that goes along with all of that, the political drama. We've We've had to just watch that and, and be involved in that and, 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 and walk through that. Um, there's been fires and hurricanes, and not that there hasn't been fires and hurricanes in the past, but it just seems to be uh, 
this year, I think because of everything else going on, it's one more thing that we that we all have to, to deal with. And my friends in California, no matter where they are, when I talk to them and they walk outside, they see ash, they see smoke, they smell it, they sense it, they feel it, it's all around. So it's just, it's just all the stuff that we've had to deal with. Now, that's all I've got for today. That's all I've really learned from 2020. So thank you, have a great Christmas and, uh, and off we go. It sounds like, it sounds like a horrible, horrible year. However, through all of that, there can be some positives. And through all of that, there have been some positives. And in your leadership, whether you oversee people in an official capacity and you are a formal leader or you're an informal leader, which means that you lead because of your influence and you don't officially by badge or title oversee other people, whatever your situation and whatever your status is, there are people around you and people that follow you that need you because this is what crisis and adversity and years like this do for us is it shakes our core and all the peripherals around us seem to fall off and disappear. Stuff that mattered in, 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 in 2019, suddenly they don't matter anymore in, in, in 2020. And the stuff that didn't matter, supposedly, in 2019 or before, all of a sudden, they matter in 2020. And I have asked every single team that I work with, and I've asked them on more than one occasion, what have you noticed about your team through this whole crisis, through this whole uh, pandemic? And 99% of what comes out of those people's mouths is all positive. <clears throat> and it's amazing to me that how through probably one of the, the most memorable years, and in some people's mind, uh, probably one of the worst years that we've been through as, as a country and as, a, as the world, is concerned that we can still pull out some positives and and what it does for team and what it does for people and what it does for relationships and what it's done for families and on and on and on there's a guy named brooke foss westcott and i love this quote he said great occasions do not make heroes or cowards in other words the stuff you go through they don't make you a hero and they don't make you a coward they simply unveil them to our eyes Silently and imperceptibly, as we wake or sleep, we grow strong or weak. And at last, all of a sudden, some crisis shows us what we've become. And so what 2020 has done is it has not made us who we are. It has revealed who we are uh, more than anything else. And so this is what's going on with leaders. And, and I've told leaders this from the very beginning is that when you go into this or any other crisis, if you go in at this level, you're not gonna come out at the same level. When you go into crisis at this level, you're either gonna come out here or you're gonna come out here. And you have to consciously, consciously and intentionally do the right things and be the right things and say the right things in order to lead people through uh, any kind of crisis or any kind of adversity. So. What have we learned and what have I, let me tell you what, there's been three very, very positive things for me. And I can sum it up in three words, Chiefs, Dodgers, 
Lakers. There you go. Three words, Chiefs, Dodgers, Lakers. I got some Kansas City friends on here. And I'm telling you, man, that was, now that was before everything happened, but man, that is a memorable 2020. Dodgers finally did it because the other team had no drums and they had no whistles and they had no cameras. And now the Dodgers are World Series champion. Lakers finally did it. Finally did it. Now, is there going to be an asterisk by all of, by the Dodgers and Lakers? Well, that was during pandemic. Doesn't matter because everybody was on the same playing field. So if you're a Dodgers, a Lakers, or Chiefs fan, those are three positives that you can take out of this. But there's been a whole lot of stuff that is very, very difficult to look around and to um, and to to overlook. There are three words that keep coming to my mind, and three words that uh, seem to be registering with me uh, a lot uh, and not really just because it's the Christmas season, but three words that really register with me and have been with me, uh, you know, again, through this whole year that, that it's been kind of an up and down year. Those three words are this, joy, peace, and hope. And I know that that sounds maybe motivational <laughs> or maybe it sounds a little uh, fluffy, sounds a little Christmassy, but before the Christmas season ever began, I began to talk with teams and leaders about inspiring hope because that's what people need. We talked about this way back uh, when I did a Zoom cast in May called Don't Waste a Good Crisis. And we talked then about inspiring hope. This is what people need right now is hope. And so those people who have been able to do that and, and those people that can inspire peace and this calm, this, this thing that we need that gets us through, again, not just this tough time, but other tough times. And then, and then joy, it's a word we don't use very much. Um, uh, it's, it, it's, it's, it, it, we hear it a lot at the Christmas season because there's songs and that kind of thing. And, and, and I put this on, on the, the quiz a while ago, if you're a Three Dog Night fan, then you're going like, joy to the world. I can, I can still to this day tell you every word of every verse and every course of Joy to the World by Three Dog Night. We don't use the word joy very often. I don't think we fully can wrap our minds around what joy actually means um, and, and, and what joy can actually do for us and what it does do for us and where it comes from and all these other kinds of things. But these three words keep pounding my heart through this whole time. And, uh, and we've had friends uh, that have um, not done very well you know, through the coronavirus issue. We've had friends who had family members that they've lost uh, due to coronavirus and, and other issues. Um, and, and again, the only thing I can really say to them through those times is somehow say things that inspire joy and peace and hope. So I hope that doesn't sound too Christmassy or fluffy for you, but that's what people need to hear from you. So here are some things that I've learned that can inspire those three things. And here's some things that I have learned um, that, that, that I believe that if you start practicing these things, it will take your leadership to another level, uh, a way better level going into 2021. 20, and, and I want to make this clear. These are not just crisis things that we're talking about. These are practices you need to practice in your leadership all the time. The first thing that comes to mind is this random acts of encouragement random acts of encouragement. Your people need to hear from you. And again, if you don't oversee people in an official capacity, then the people around you need your 
encouragement. And here's what's here, here's the pushback I get. If I'm not encouraged, how do I encourage other people? You know what you do? You fake it. And you fake it until you make it. And whether you need it or not, when here's what you and I understand is that when you encourage other people, you actually are encouraged yourself. That's the beauty of encouragement. We need to engage in random acts of encouragement and 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 again, inspiring that that joy and that hope. And however you've got to do that, whether it's a handwritten note, whether it's a text every now and then whether it's some cool song or quote or video clip or whatever you find, a tweet, a Facebook post, whatever, somehow, some way, random acts of encouragement. Um, people need to hear your voice. People need to see and, and feel and sense your, 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 your encouragement. Uh, and, 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 I, and, and I talk about encouragement a lot, and some of you on this call have heard me talk about it. When you say the word encouragement, you're saying two words, encourage. And if we were live and I asked this question, how many of you want the people around you? How many of you want the people on your teams to feel courageous? Every time I ask that question, 100% everybody raises their hand. Well, of course you do. So if you want them to feel courageous, what do you need to do? Encourage, put courage in them. And the lack of that intention actually becomes a little discouraging. So random acts of encouragement. Here's another thing that I have learned and I have tried my best to do is, is, is keep your tank full, fill your tank. Um, people need as whole of you as they can get. And sometimes we don't keep our tanks full and we don't do the right things to keep our tanks full because we don't see the value in it. Uh, we, feel, we feel selfish sometimes when we, when we take time to fill our tank. Uh, we feel a little greedy or like it's all about me. We feel guilty when we do it sometimes because, you know, how in the world could I leave people with this, that, whatever, when they've got so much to do and I'm off, you know, playing golf or whatever it is that fills your tank. How can I possibly do that? And here's what I tell people all the time. Your family, the people around you want you and rely on you to keep your tank full. If you're a dad, let me tell you the truth. This is an honest to God truth. Your kids would rather have a whole dad for a half a day than a half of a dad for a whole day. And when your tank's not full, you are in no way the best version of yourself. You don't lead correctly. You don't communicate correctly. You don't think correctly. You can't create and innovate correctly. You can do nothing when your tank is not full. You got to keep your tank full and you have to help your team to keep their tank full. And I'm not talking about just getting the proper rest or, or, or you know, getting your eight hours of sleep at night. That's not all I'm talking about. I'm talking about doing things to intentionally put the joy, peace, and hope back in you when you go through your normal day and that seems to, seems to uh, de de deplete itself. I, I, I don't deal with stress very often. Uh, or at least I don't think I do. But here's what I think I've learned about me through 2020 is that there has been this low grade, below the surface stress that's been running all along. And, and I, I'm so dumb that I just don't get it most of the time. Uh, it's 83 and sending my world every day. So <laughs> sometimes I just don't pay attention to it. That's not a healthy thing. So I think one thing I've learned about me is that I, I think, and I'm going to ask my counselor about this, but I think there's been this 
low-grade stress. If you're one of those people like me who everything's great, everything's going to work out fine, you're the eternal optimist, you need to back up and be very careful that you're not depleting yourself and you don't even know it because you're not paying attention. So you got to keep your tank full. And people around you are relying on you to keep your tank full and, and help your team to take to keep their tanks full. How do you do that? You take intentional time to play and you take intentional time to have fun. Stop. All I did at the beginning of this, this, this Zoom cast was six simple, simple questions just to what I call have fun. What is some of you are saying going like, well, that doesn't have anything to do with what he's going to talk about. What in the world is he doing this for? That's such a waste of time. Just take time to play. Take time to have fun. Here's another thing I've learned. And this is going to sound maybe overly simplified. People are people. People are people. We have to get back. And I think this is what's happened even unintentionally through 2020 is that we have gotten back to humanizing people. I think what happens is that we get rolling through our days. We get rolling through our weeks. We get rolling through our months. We get rolling through our budgets. We get rolling through our task lists. And people are not people to us as much as they are objects or machines or means to an end. And I think what 2020 has done is it has caused us to take a step back and go, what really is important here? What really matters here? And one of those things that's happened is that, and I asked him, this is one thing that comes out when I ask teams, you know, what, what do you notice from your team? People care about each other more. Is it that they care about each other more? Or is it that they are showing and expressing care more, you see? Because I, I believe most people care about other people. I just think most people don't take the time to show it because we get wrapped up in our day. We get wrapped up in, in, our, in our weeks and our task list and all this other kind of stuff. So I hear people care about each other more. People are connecting more. People are taking more time for this and more time for that. Early on, I heard, man, I'm spending more time with my family I've ever spent before. Um, all these kinds of people are people, man. And that's why when I say people are people, they need you need, we all need that joy and that hope and that, 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 that peace that, um, that people are looking to you as leaders to somehow inspire in them. So people are people. And, and, and uh, crisis and adversity and loss and all these other things has a way of pulling people together. Uh, I'm actually studying that right now. I'm very fascinated with why it is that adversity and loss and crisis, why does it take that to pull people together? And I think one of the reasons is because when the foundation, the core is shaken, what falls away is all the peripherals that don't matter anyway. And what we're left with was what really matters. And I think that's what people are seeing during 2020. So as we go into 2021, here's what I want to challenge you to do. And for some of you, this is going to be way out of your comfort zone. And for some of you, this is going to challenge your leadership belief system. But I'm going to challenge you to get personal, get personal with the people that you lead, get personal with them. Leadership is personal. It's very personal. And again, that may, that may really challenge your leadership belief system. And it may, uh, it may shove you out of your comfort zone a little bit, but we need to get 
personal. And, and one of the very simple ways that we do that is before any team meeting or any before any Zoom call that you do, take some time and just go around the horn and just let everybody talk and say, how you feeling? What's going on? How are you doing? And not that cliche, hey, how you doing? What's up? Not that thing. But really tell me what's going on right now. And there are a lot of different ways you can do that. You want ideas on how to do that to make it a little more comfortable for people? Email me, call me, and I'll be happy to show you some of that stuff and, and what you can do to kind of make that work. But people are people. So humanize people. Here's another thing. And this seems to be this seems to be the 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 it seems to be the zoom for three. So here are three words for you: flex, flex, flex. Blessed are the flexible. You've got to be. You going into 2021, you've got to be flexible. Now this is why I believe some of you answered the question: If I had a million bucks, I'd have quit a long time ago. Because what this coronavirus issue has done is it has forced us out of our comfort zones and it's forced us to be flexible. And some of you don't like flexibility. You like your routine. You like your tradition. This is not the way we've done it before. This is the way it's supposed to be done. And you live in that world. And when you're forced to be flexible, that's why if you had a million bucks, you'd have quit a long time ago. It's hard, man. It's difficult. And even as what I like to consider myself flexible, my routine has been shaken. I journaled about this even just the other day, man. There's so much that has shifted. Like I cannot go in Starbucks right now and sit and read and do my stuff. I've got to go through the drive-thru and bring it home and do my stuff at home. Now, for you, that may sound like a simple deal, but I don't have a job. So I have nowhere to go except home. That's it. So when I go to Starbucks and read, I'm not there just blowing off time. I'm there working, preparing budge and doing all this other kind of stuff. I've had to flex, man. I haven't had any choice. Listen, budge exists because I had to flex. I had to adjust to contact. We're not doing budge if it's not for coronavirus because I want nothing to do with Zoom or Zoomcast or video conferencing. I want to be there live, you see? So it's because the coronavirus and the issues of the day shoved me out of my comfort zone. And now we can get together once a month and just talk life and leadership. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. And so, listen, you got to flex. You got to flex. You got to flex. We got online school going on. We got hybrid school going on. You've got to teach and you've got to train and you've got to talk creativity with your team and, and, and flex, 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 and make sure that you're giving them room to flex and to create and to innovate during this time and, and spend some time you know, with your team just talking about how can we adjust to context. I have some friends here in Springfield, Illinois, where I live that are uh, commercial realtors. And it, it's not a pretty day for commercial realtors right now because what's happening is that people are starting to learn this working at home thing is just pretty dang awesome. And they're starting to learn that it works. It actually can work. But here's what I've said all along. I'll probably set it on budge. If your leadership belief system doesn't match the culture that's coming, then you're going to suffer because it is working for a lot. It's working. 
So we have to challenge ourselves to think different and to create and to flex, flex, flex. Last thing I want to talk to you about is this. See and learn. This is one of the main things I've learned through 2020. Uh, and I, I actually saved it for last for a reason. See and learn. Uh, have you noticed this? That as soon as we get to the place as adults, as soon as we get to the place where we think, I got this. I, I, I'm not, I don't want to say this out loud, but I'm pretty sure that I've learned just about everything that I can learn right now. All of a sudden, an unprecedented worldwide pandemic happens and you realize just how dumb you really are. That's what happened to me. It's just about the time I think, this rolling pretty good, man. I got this. I'm telling you, January, February for me, I just looked at my calendar the other day. January, February, I got a guy, Richard. I'm looking at Richard right now. I met Richard in February in, in, in Niagara Falls, Ontario. I didn't, I mean, I, I didn't think Richard and I were going to Zoom as much as we've Zoomed over the next year. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, I think, this is pretty good. I got this. All of a sudden, bam, here comes this unprecedented worldwide pandemic. Let me tell you what's been unprecedented about it is the amount of times I've heard the word unprecedented. This unprecedented worldwide pandemic, and I am shoved right out of my comfort zone. I have to see, and I got to learn. I got to stop and take it in. I've got to stop and live in the moment. I've got to stop and try to understand what's going on around me. And then I have to take what I've learned and I've got to give that to people. And even as simple or as trite or as motivationalish as you might think that it is, people need to hear it and they need to feel it. See and learn, see and learn. Here's some ways you do that. See the wins from this. Here's a great conversation for you to have for your team here at the end of the year going into 2021. What are some wins we can take out of 2020? What are some great things that have happened in 2020? Ask them the same question that I've asked teams. What have you noticed from team in 2020? And, and, and um, write those answers down. Now, here's why I say this. To me, this is one of my fears, is that all these good things that are happening right now, all these things that are happening to kind of shove us out of our comfort zone and flex and create and inspire and all those things, you know, that's going on, people matter and all this kind of stuff. That once this, once this coronavirus thing is under control and, and, and people are vaccinated or masked up or whatever we do, and we get to the end of 2021 and we get into 2022, this is going to be a memory. And sometimes we don't remember what was going well and we don't remember what was going bad until we're in the moment. And when this thing gets passed, we're not going to be in the moment anymore. But here's the deal. If teams don't understand what was going well when it was going well, they won't know what to fix when it's not going well. And so therefore, we got to have these conversations. We got to get intentional about it. What is going well? Uh, a friend of mine yesterday used this term. I love this term. I told him I was going to steal it and I'm not giving him money for it. Gifts of 2021. I'm sorry, gifts of 2020. Gifts of 2020. What are those gifts of 2020? 
Budge is one of my gifts of 2020. I love doing this. We're going to keep doing this through 2021. This is not just a pandemic thing. Uh, I will use Zoom in different aspects from this point forward. It's a gift. I got to see it and I got to learn from it. You got to see and you got to learn. And what happens is that sometimes when adversity and loss and, 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 and all that crap happens that we have blinders on, all we see is the adversity. All we see is just right there. And adversity can seem pretty big, but when you start comparing adversity with all the other stuff that's going on around us, it can seem pretty small at times. And so I want to challenge you to see and learn, see and learn, see and learn. Um, here's a new phrase. I just made this up this morning at about 6 a.m. Don't look at the sidewalk. Don't look at the sidewalk. Here's what I mean by that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going outside and I'm walking every day in December, I've decided, every day in December. Now, we got some people on here from Hawaii. You think that's no big deal because for you today, it's 80 and blah, blah, blah. Today, when I walked, it was 23 degrees. Richard, I don't know what that is Celsius, but let me tell you something. It's cold. You hear me? It's cold. 23 degrees. That's below zero Celsius, I'm pretty sure. 23 degrees. So I love it. It's invigorating to me. Man, I put the ear pods in. I got my music going on. I put my old sideline coat on. I glove up and off I go. And, and it was cold. This is the coldest day I've walked. And I found myself walking with my coat pulled up to here, looking down at the sidewalk. And I thought, it's dark and there are Christmas lights on and I'm missing it all. I'm not looking and taking in anything around me. I don't want to walk just for walk's sake. I want to see and I want to learn. And I said out, out loud to myself, don't look at the sidewalk. Don't look at the sidewalk. Don't look at the sidewalk. I'm going to look ahead and I'll look around me and I want to take it all in. So I want to challenge you going into 2021. Encourage your team. Let's don't look at the sidewalk. Let's see and let's learn. Because the last thing you want to do through loss, adversity, pandemics, blah, blah, the last thing you want to do is just simply survive. We talked about that in October. We just don't want to survive. Um, because when that survival mode, that survival mindset sets in, it's not healthy. It's not healthy. We don't want to survive. We want to live. We don't want to survive. We want to be full. And so going into 2021, take that with you and lead in those ways. And so that's why I saved this last one for last is because I don't want you to just walk. I don't want you just to walk for walks. I don't want you just to lead for lead's sake. I don't want you just to survive. Don't look at the sidewalk, but see and learn and take it all in. And here's, here's a very practical thing you can do. Have a conversation with your team and count the wins. Count the wins. Count, as my friend said, the gifts of 2020. And write them down. Write them down and post them so people can be reminded we start to come through this whole thing when we know what's going well. If we don't know what's going well, we won't know what to fix when it's not going well. well those are some simple things that I've learned going through 2020 this year. And some very, very simple things that I want to give you for your leadership and your influence going in 
2021. Mm -hmm.